Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. I first began speaking with Scott Schober quite a few years ago. Internet and uh, online security expert, president and CEO of Berkeley Veritronics Systems. He's the author of three books, Hacked Again and Cybersecurity is Everybody's Business, and his current book is Senior Cyber. And it really is for, and I've, I have the book. Scott, thank you very much. I received the hard copy. Thank you. Good Not to, a problem. Yeah, good to have you back with us. So, yeah, great to be back. Thanks, sir. Yeah, and uh, so so the book is aimed at uh, the uh, the baby boomers or those fifty and over. But as I'm reading the book and going through the book, I'm thinking this is for people younger too, because the issues that are that they're facing and the issues you talk about and write about in the book face so many people. So so uh, it's uh, senior cyber, best security practices for your golden years, and uh, Scott Schober is my guest. Let's start with this. Um, why baby boomers like to let's start with the boomers. Baby boomers, I'm one of them. We like to think ourselves as being really um, impervious to any threat. We're we're the ones who can get through anything and everything. But we're also the people who are maybe you tell me this most vulnerable when it comes to those who have ill intent online. So speak to the need, please, for cybersecurity information for seniors. Let's start with that. Yeah, I think it's a great starting point. And I think when you look at baby boomers and actually all generations, we all have different things that we tend to to fall victim to. Oftentimes, uh, scammers are looking toward people that will be somewhat trusting. Whenever they can befriend you, then they could start to fool you and scam you over the Internet, it could be over the phone. It could be through email with a phishing attack. There's so many different avenues, but oftentimes they're trying to find out what your weak point, what your vulnerability is, so they in turn can then exploit it. And usually it's just to steal money from us, from all of us. So regardless of our age, it's something that we probably all want to be aware of, but realizing depending upon what generation we're in, the, the tricks may be a little bit different so they can get us to give in or to be fooled. Yeah. So we now have a situation where we have, as you point out, millions and millions of people working from home remotely. And does that make them more susceptible to being victimized by cyber criminals? Yeah, absolutely. And and again, this is something, so all of us, our antennas should go up because we are now working out of the norm, out of our normal environment. Maybe somebody that goes to the office normally, we have set protocols and procedures and security in place. When people are home and alone, and especially seniors, what what tends to happen? We tend to be isolated. We're off our game a little bit. We don't have the latest malware and, and virus checker and security updates on our home computer. So we tend to make mistakes. 
because we're focused so much on whatever the 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 end thing is that's in front of us and maybe it's a uh, something to lure us in to buy something click here and win win this sweepstakes or lottery or whatever the case may be that the cyber criminal is trying to fool us in that's what our focus is now especially you add the component as you you well mentioned being home and isolated now add this pandemic in a pandemic throws an emotional spin into it uh, when am i going to get my vaccine you know what if i get sick right uh, what if i run out of a mask those type of things go through a senior's head and really all of our heads so we want to be very, really careful and really focused, not to be too quick to give in to the scam. Okay, so let's be a little more specific here. I'll ask you direct questions. Mm-hmm. Let's speak about the scammers and the hackers and the online criminals, how they operate, how they can, can be convincing, and as well, and I've seen the emails, we've done programs on this, be intimidating as well. Uh, Scott, what do they do? What, what's a typical situation where they would uh, approach someone they've identified as a potential victim and and how does that victim recognize what's that potential victim recognize what's happening to them and and stop it you know some of it's very basic stuff if, if whatever they're offering is too good to be true that's a tell right there and, and that's often the case and another another quick tell is a sense of urgency they put to whatever it is they're trying to do if they're trying to get you to sign up for the latest um vaccine for a virus you, you know act now within the next hour if you don't do blah 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 you're not going to be able to make the list and get your vaccine, for example. So suddenly, all con- all concern for everything else gets pushed aside, and that's your sole focus. And then they move in and try to slowly garnish bits and pieces of information, what they're trying to steal with you, maybe to perform identity theft, or maybe to, again, try to get our credit card information, whatever they're trying to accomplish. So urgency, pause right away. When they're pushing you to do something, pause. Okay, email scams and spotting them. What do we look for? Everybody receives emails, and uh, I think we're all likely to say, okay, this one looks really uh, fishy, so spelled out with an F or PH. Uh, I'll get rid of this. I recognize this as being something I don't want, but they're more sophisticated than that. Um, Absolutely, yeah. So so talk to us about that. Yeah, that's a brilliant point there, and that's a big difference between, go back a number of years ago, and even when we first talked, it was really easy to, to spot the Nigerian prince scam that you're going to inherit $10 million and everybody would kind of chuckle on that. Well, they have gotten so much more advanced. Now there's toolkits that are sold on the dark web, the underbelly of the internet, where there's a lot of cyber criminals, and they will use these advanced toolkits to create a convincing phishing email. And it has everything that copies and mimics what a legitimate email might have. For example, say if it's bank of xyz it's going to have the logo the exact font the layout of the email so as you're reading it it feels like it's an email from your bank that breaks down all of the barriers and in many cases now what they do craftily the cyber criminals they'll say you know to verify security please call this number and they'll put an actual phone number in there and if the senior picks the phone up and calls i just wanted to verify i got this strange looking email is it legitimate there's an actual person on the other end saying, yes, Mr. Schober, this is an authentic email. It is okay to click on there and enter so-and-so information, your bank account information. It's for your security you know, and, and fraud purposes. We do this to protect and make sure you're safe, so on and so forth. And people get fooled. So they, they kind of go down that path and click and then enter a little bit of information. And in many times, 
it will respond with some information that's fairly familiar to them. Maybe they'll put in there already the last four digits of their account or their social security number or date of birth. Then the person that fools for clicking on to that phishing email that redirects them to another uh, website, it has that personal information on there. And they say, ooh, I guess this is legitimate. They already yeah. have my information. Yeah. And Scott, what I thought as you were describing this, they're using technology. They're using online technology, cyber technology. But at the same time, they're introducing older technology that everyone is familiar with and comfortable with, the phone. Yeah. And the, and the phone is something. If you, When I was doing research for senior cyber, I found it fascinating. If, if you ask the average teenager, do they pick up the phone in their house? They look at you like deer in the headlights. What are you talking about? No. I text or I go on Snapchat or some other social media app. Yet an older generation, typically elderly or seniors, when they grew up to a time, there was one phone that was mounted on the wall, and the phone rang once or twice, and it was polite to pick it up and say, hello, this is the Schober residence. Can I help you? That was the norm. That's not the case with, with the younger generation. So the elderly, when there's when that phone rings, they will often do anything they can to pick it up. Plus, they tend to be a little bit more lonely and in isolation, especially amid COVID. So they're going to use the phone as a tool in addition to phishing scams and all these other things over the Internet to really break down those barriers and steal that information. The book is Senior Cyber, Best Security Practices for Your Golden Years by my guest, Scott Schober. That's S-C-H-O-B-E-R. I'm sure it's available on Amazon. Where else, Scott? Yeah, certainly Amazon. They could certainly go to my website as well. And that's simply my name. It's Scott and as you mentioned, Schober, S-C-H-O-B-E-R dot com. So, Scott, when uh, when it comes to the issue of uh, social media, so many people increasingly, I would imagine, during the pandemic sort of migrate to various social media sites, and we all have our favorites. But they can also be quicksand, even for the person who spends some considerable time on social media. Where's the danger? Well, the danger is, especially for seniors, where they typically spend most of their time on Facebook, is posting what you or I would think is innocent, and maybe it's a, a, a spot that they vacationed at or picture of their home or something they really like. And those are tells to cyber criminals that are scouring the internet and befriending um, seniors. Next thing you know, they're gonna target them, and usually for investment scams. That's very popular. They'll, they'll call through Facebook pages looking for seniors that they could identify, maybe high net worth individuals, someone that seems innocent, and then they will target them. They do the same thing, too, if they see that there's a death of a loved one. These things that we tend to post on social media for comfort, um, they'll scan the obituary, so on and so forth. Wherever they can get this personal details, they'll use that to then target the innocent senior, using it against them, unfortunately. Okay, now, when it comes to doing online searches, when do you keep them private and why? It's a good question. We, we have to be very careful there because when we're doing searches, that information is typically sold. When we type information into a search engine, that is used often to target individuals, be it advertising, selling it to the highest bidder. Uh, and, and oftentimes, especially seniors, they're going to use perhaps an older computer, 
Maybe they're comfortable with Internet Explorer that came with the computer many years ago. That's slowly starting to change as they're migrating to Firefox, which is more safer, or Google Chrome. But, but some that have kind of stuck with technology from a number of years ago, they're at higher risk just using the standard search engines that they use and standard browsers that they use. So they got to be careful there. If they want to stay anonymous, you can use something for a search engine such as DuckDuckGo. Excellent for searching things, but it does not sell your information. And, and a more modern um, browser that's probably a good balance between safety and simplicity is going to be Firefox. And, and more seniors that are buying new computers will gravitate toward that, again, to keep it simple, but keep it safer where information is encrypted and there's not as many people taking all this information and reselling it out there. Yeah, so it's I've, just using balance. I've been a big fan of DuckDuckGo for years. Yeah. Just yeah. like just like what they do. They, Your stuff is your stuff now, but not, not somebody else's. Exactly. Uh, why should people be careful about what they throw out in their traditional garbage? How does that translate into senior cyber? That's a huge one. And I experienced this. I'll share a brief, brief story with you. I one day had a credit card that was expiring. I took out the scissors. I chopped it up into a million bite-sized pieces, threw it in my garbage. That was a Friday. Monday morning, our building maintenance manager came up to my desk and said, you got to come outside and see this. Out on the curb next to the empty garbage cans after trash was picked up was my credit card re-pieced together. Likely so somebody that was dumpster diving, going through the garbage, took a picture of it and probably to go online shopping. So anything that has personal information on it, be it your credit card, debit card, any type of stock, financial banking information, anything that has that personal information, put it through a good cross-cut shredder. And that way it'll obliterate it so nobody can re-piece it together. They're actually now, again, on online, you can buy kits of taking a camera, hooking it to your computer, that can help re-piece the imaging of all these cut up pieces from a shredder. So having a real good micro cross cut shredder is the best. You're gonna spend a few hundred dollars for a really good one, but it, it just destroys it. So it's tiny confetti and you can't piece it back together. Yeah, Very anybody, good. anybody who's experienced identity theft and that's gonna happen with that credit card scenario, right? I mean, that's what's happening Absolutely. right there. Uh, anybody who's experienced identity theft does not want to go through it again. And I speak from personal experience. So talk talk to us about that. Uh, the, stopping identity theft. And and I find this very interesting. You wrote before and after death. Yeah, absolutely. And and, and I think the identity theft, the part is it, it stays with so long. I've talked to one individual that went through it and he had tears in his eyes describing how much pain and how many years it took just to get his life back to normal. And it obviously varies from person to person, but we do wanna be careful. And again, identity theft usually starts by a little bit of personal information that the scammer collects, putting it together with other information that he may buy in the dark internet and piecing together a puzzle. I always liken it to a jigsaw puzzle where they're stealing little bits and pieces so they can assume your identity. So they could actually sell that to a bad guy who's going to commit crime and do other things in your name. Somebody that maybe wants to take credit out in your name or your child's name. So in that case, I always encourage people to freeze your credit. Go to the top uh, credit agencies and perform a credit freeze. And that way, if you want to buy a car, take out a loan or something, you have to place a call, give them a secret password so they can unfreeze or de de thaw 
your credit and then you can have access to that or give it to the company that needs to do a, a credit check on you. So putting in place some of these basic things I detail in the book, Senior Cyber, so you can prevent the cyber thief from taking the next step down the chain to steal identity, to try to take credit out in your name or whatever they're trying to perform. In 10 seconds, golden rule is what? Trust no one. It's sad to say, but it's true. We can't trust people. Seniors are a trusting generation. It's a wonderful quality, but you just can't trust everyone these days. The book is Senior Cyber. The author is Scott Schober, cyber expert, cybersecurity expert. You can get the book at scottschober.com. That's S-C-H-O-B-E-R or at Amazon. If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.